You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. the 138th Real Reading Podcast with me, Tom Canning, and, and me, Rachel Nemeth. Sorry, Sorry, I've done I it again, haven't I? I've totally thrown, talked um, over you. You uh, keep no, changing I... it every week. How am I supposed to know what to do? <laughs> well, you, you just you just know. You just know what to do, Rach. That's 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 how it goes. Uh, make sure you you give us a follow on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and join our Facebook group, the Real Reading Podcast group. Uh, coming up this week, we are all about villages. It's good villages, bad villages, and inter-village rivalries. Oh. Rach, you love a village, don't you? You're a big fan of a village. Oh, I grew up in a village. I'm quite intrigued by your inter-village rivalry. I don't think I've experienced <laughs> that. Have you not? Oh, no. It's, it's wonderful. And it takes place through the medium of football. Oh, okay. Because why wouldn't it? There's a story there, isn't there? Before we get on to that, though, um, I just wanted to explain as well. We are interviewing Dave Stewart, local ukulele teacher extraordinaire, part of the band The Rocket Kings, who have just launched their, uh, I think it's their second album. Um, We'll be speaking to Dave a little bit later on. um, So look out for the interview at the end of the podcast. Um, Hopefully that will be a nice, enjoyable one. Their album uh, is out. It's on Spotify. I think you can probably buy it in shops hopefully it's in your local hmv do we still have an hmv yes maybe it's so long since either of us have been into town Mm. um but yes their album is called everyday adventures uh and i'm currently looking at it on spotify um there looks like they do have another album called the spellbound ep that was 2018 but i've been listening to everyday adventures and i really quite like it um there's a, a song called Space Camp, which has uh, caught my caught my ears so far, which I very much enjoy. Um, so I'll be talking to Dave a little bit later on. Um, he may play a song or two. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he gets up to. Um, Have you Dave... ever watched a ukulele band? Oh yes, many live. Times. Okay. Many don't times, you think yes. they always look like they're having a lot of fun? Yes, they do. They do. And I, to be honest, that almost trumps whatever comes out of their mouths. <laughs> they could be good they could be bad but as long as they're having fun yeah that's all I'm really they make about. you want to have fun with them yes and mm. it sounds like you're on sort of something like a tropical hawaiian island with with a little plinky plink in the background and and it was lovely i saw uh so dave also has a as a sort of a more um i was gonna say i want to say amateur but i don't mean that in a negative sense um another band called the small strings who play various festivals uh they played Burfest, which i where i saw them this year and uh, they also played my festival in bracknell where uh, they were brilliant, and they they just they, they're just they're just really really good, uh, as you say. Lots of, they look like they're having lots and lots of fun. So I'm looking forward to talking to Dave a little later on, and do please go and have a little, little look and a little listen to their album. I really enjoyed it. 
I think I saw about, I mean, I shouldn't probably be talking about Dave Stewart's uh, rival groups, but there was um, a singer called Sam Brown who used to sing with the likes of uh, Pink Floyd and Jules Holland's Rhythm and Blues Orchestra and stuff. And she runs ukulele groups locally as well. And I think that's who I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Seen them having a lovely time. It's <laughs> <laughs> always good fun. Well, before all of this, before we move into the meat of our episode, um, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with us. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod. And join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, we're going to be asking you for your favourite villages. We've gone very local radio, Rach. Very, <laughs> very local radio. What's your favourite village? Oh, gosh. OK. Um, oh, were you asking me? No, no. Yeah, oh, OK. okay. Just a second. I was asking the dear listener uh, for their favourite village. So um, a uh, reporter by the name of Megan Samroy, uh, who is one of the new reporters on Berkshire Live, has uh, pulled together a little list of seven Berkshire villages that belong in a fairy tale and are perfect for a weekend day trip. Um, do you want me to go through the list for you, Rach? It's not all oh, can you hear me very... typing? I want to, yeah, I want to see where she thinks is fairy tale worthy. Um, uh... There we go. Okay. So, go on, then run through them. Hurley. Hurley is in uh, is between Marlow, Henley and Maidenhead. Um, apparently it was in the Sunday Times Best Places to Live in 2020. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know what me- makes you go up and down the list like that. Oh, I don't know how you get promoted. Yeah, I presume like it's when you get a Nando's or something. <laughs> I think that might take you the other way, wouldn't it? Oh, come on. Nando's is but like that. I'm not dissing Nando's. I'm just saying it's not very like local villagey, is it? Okay. Do, maybe it's like, do you, do you get a library or something? Or you'd you, need no. right. Let's think about this properly. It, it'd need to be picturesque, I think. Yes. Decent pub. Yeah. Possibly a little roaring fire. Roaring fire and good local ales. Um, possibly a little local shop. Yeah. Um, put my parent head on. So maybe some sort of play area or recreation ground or like decent walks or oh, just like drawing my ideal village in my head now what are those um Rach, what are those you know where uh, uh you know when there's like a in a in a village there's one in, there's one in mortimer and um it's mm-hmm. like a little book library but it's a it's a box and and, people, and it's like you just share it's like a community oh i love those oh i don't in, know um, like a community library yeah something like that they've got like one in like um checkenden um just into oxfordshire it's in an old it used to be in an old post uh, not post box phone box yeah but i think it outgrew the phone box and then oh. they built it its own little little sort of shed thing on yeah. stilts and then you have you open the doors and it's like a little if anybody knows oh, I, I think it's a called, lovely idea if anybody knows what those are actually called there must be like an official name for those sorts of things so the next one up is uh, Chaddleworth uh, the picture of Chaddleworth has got a lovely thatched uh, cottage I don't even know that no, place. never heard of it it's out towards Hungerford um, okay. and has a population of around 500 people oh, it's um, yeah it's very small um Ray, 
Uh, we've all heard of Bray. Oh, yeah, it's very posh there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it's according to the Telegraph, it's one of England's most beautiful villages to visit. Okay. Um, it's uh, got some iconic restaurants. I mean, <laughs> yes, it there, has. There's, obvi there's obvious and there's there's obvious, isn't there? Um, Cookham, also another one out towards Maidenhead Way. Um, mm -hmm. Sits on the Thames, great place to spend an afternoon walk, apparently. Now, you can tell from some of these, I have been to uh, none of these yet. Um, so uh, this, is, this is going well. Sonning makes the list. The stunning village is made up of many old, large homes and naturally is located by the Thames. Um, you're a bit of a sonning, sonningophile, is that, is that right? Uh, well, don't get it confused with Sonning Common because they oh. are like five miles apart, I Goodness. believe. Yeah, Sonning Common was just the common land yes. <laughs> where the people of Sonning <laughs> <laughs> kept their livestock. Um, yeah, Sonning, I mean, it is very pretty and it's obviously really mm. lovely on the river and it's got some um, the little, the theatre and the bull pub and stuff. But I, I do always think when I drive through there, because it's quite a, quite a busy road, isn't it, mm. that goes mm. through and you think if you, yeah, if you lived bypass, there and you lived right on that. If it had a bypass, it would be stunning. What about I just a, don't know uh, if I'd want to live on that busy road and pay bridge. a hefty price tag. <laughs> yes, that would uh, <laughs> that would solve a lot of that problem. So if, I assume if the people, people from have, Sonning are jumping up and down for it. Yeah, if the people of Sonning sold some of their massive houses, they could pay they could for pay a third for bridge, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's how yeah. it works, isn't it? Hugh will be, she'll be along to tell me that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> Also on here, we've got Stanford Dingley. Now, a lot of these are either around Maidenhead or in West Berkshire. And we've been doing a lot of driving around West Berkshire lately. Sadly, not walking because uh, walking doesn't send my child to sleep very well. Driving does. Um, Stanford Dingley uh, is between Newbury and Thiel. Now, Thiel is, uh, Thiel's obviously, the problem with Thiel is it's right on the motorway and it's right on the A, uh, A4. So it's got a couple of really busy, noisy roads around it. But I always, every time I go to Thiel, I think this is absolutely lovely. It's like a world away from it. I know that we're in Stanford, Bingley, but Thiel, uh, the church in Thiel is enormous. It's absolutely yeah. massive. If I didn't know any better, I'd say it was a cathedral. Like disproportionate to the size of the village. Yes, I think that's what I, that's what I mean. Yeah, the, the, the church in Thiel, I think, is disproportionate to mm. the size of the village. But anyway, Stanford Bingley, uh, between Newbury and Thiel, uh, dates back to the 12th century. And according to Megan, it has an interesting history. The name Stanford Dingley is believed to partly come from the alleged bodyguard of King Henry VI. Um, oh, okay. According to the Berkshire Village book, uh, the Dingley part comes from Richard... Dinley. He was the son of Richard Dinley Esquire, who was reportedly the bodyguard of the king in the 15th century. Um, and then the other half of the name comes from William Stanford, who was the lord of the manor. Okay. The final one on this, which I have been to, uh, Pangbourne. Yeah, Pangbourne's nice. Absolutely Quite big. a big village. Yeah, cheese shop though. Big important thing for me, cheese shop. Cheese shop. Yeah, big, big, big thing. Um, so, I mean, I, I, there's a bunch of villages around that I've been, I quite like Mortimer West End. That's, um, that's very important. Um, what about you, Wes? What, what have you got? What would you add to the list? Oh, well, I'd have to 
throw, you know, my, my homestead of Sonning Common in there. So, <laughs> but mine would probably be more north of Reading because that's yeah from where I came. Um, Stoke Row is lovely. Yes. Do you know Stoke Row? Uh, yes, a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of up, sort of Henley. Sort of, kind of, sort of on the way to yeah, and it's love. It's got some lovely walks and like little shop and little play area <laughs> in an orchard, and there's the Maharaj as well that you can go and have a look. Yeah, it just it's just really really pretty. Um, where else do I like Harpston? Um, yeah, okay. Over on the way out to Henley, that's really lovely as well. Um, Oh, no, not, I don't mean Harpston. Where is it? I'm looking at a map. Can you tell? Uh, Hambledon. That's what oh, I mean. Hambledon. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, so there's lovely walks you can do from Hambledon. There's the lock at Mill End, and then you walk into Hambledon. And if you are feeling particularly sprightly, you could walk all the way to Turville, which is also very nice. Yeah. Um, which up on the... A lot of things are filmed in Turville, like Vicar of Dibley, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And up on the hill above it, there's a, a windmill that was in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I think. <laughs> I think. Just throwing all my little yes, local knowledge. Um, and Nettle Bed's quite pretty as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and actually, what made me think a nettle bed there was when you were going, Pangborn, mmm, cheese shop. It made me think of, um, there is a fairly new thing, I think, in nettle bed called the cheese shed what? that my dad was telling me about. I've just Googled it. The cheese shed is located at nettle bed creamery and welcomes walkers, cyclists, families, dogs, and anyone wanting to pop in for refreshment in a family-friendly uh, atmosphere. Ooh. Customers can choose from our cheese toasties made with our award-winning cheese. Oh, of course, there's just basically all the all the fare made of cheese. Fair enough. It sounds right up my street. That really That's does, right doesn't it? That sounds excellent. Yes. I feel like a little trip out there might be required. Oh, is yeah. there anything better? There's a picture of a cheese toasty, and they've cut it in half, and they're lifting one half, and all the stringy melted oh, cheese is on it. I'm like, oh my tummy's gonna rumble. Delicious. Anyway, I've gone off on a bit of a. That's okay. That's okay. I'd be interested. A to diversion. Know, a lot of those. So we we we've done a bit of driving around, sort of, um, around that kind of north north part. I think technically that's kind of north part, sort of north of sort of towards Oxfordshire. Did a bit of driving around there and driving around West Berkshire. And I think I'm not sure like the village like that you, you could put them up against each other and try and work out who has the better villages. Um so I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure but some of the West Berkshire villages are really cut off, kind of real middle of the no middle of nowhere stuff. And I think that that appeals quite a lot. Um, I quite like Aldworth. There's a lovely pub in Aldworth. Oh yes. Oh, we've uh, talked about them there, have, haven't yeah. we? Before. Yeah. Because they win awards for being. They do. Great, don't they? They do. And there's there's a, there's plenty more. There's plenty more other places. Uh, Bullhampton is is. is kind of drive through Woolhampton but if you go around the back of it a little bit there's some there's some lovely little places and um 
Aldermaston, as I always think Aldermaston is a bit is sort of um would be kind of a bit of a big town, but actually it's sort of a real sort of little village. I'm not sure if it is a village or a town. I, I, I couldn't say right now. Uh, certainly Google says it's a village, but Aldermaston is it's got some some um quite sort of pleasant architecture in there, although again I think a little bit like Sonning, it's a little busy on the car mm. on the car front. Um, but yeah, some 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 lovely bits of village. Shall I tell you about the um, the intervillage rivalry? Yes, go on. Because I think we've exhausted the. Uh, if, well, I think what we'd like to know um, just just before we move on, I think what we'd like to know is what, what are people's favourite villages. Again, very local radio, but we'd love to know um, which which is kind of your go-to village for just a bit of winding down, chilling out, um, lovely walk, that kind of thing. Um, be very interested to hear back uh, because there's this isn't an exhaustive list. Um, it's seven villages. There, there's plenty, and we'd love to uh, we'd love to feature some of them as we go forward. Um, Intervillage rivalry then through the medium of football. Um, there is a competition called the Thames Valley Premier League and in the Thames Valley Premier League um, it's very much kind of a part football league but you have Mortimer and Burfield two villages uh, separated by a bus route or connected by a bus route generally speaking they're right next to each other in West Berkshire just outside Reading and um, over the last couple of years Burfield have very much had the upper hand in the football matches between the two teams but on Saturday Mortimer won 1-0. I'm reliably informed it was a fixture uh, where Mortimer um, I believe they had an outfield player in goal Um, they scored early and then defended for the rest of the match Um, Burfield are a a very good team I've seen them play a couple of times anyway uh, the game finished and it was 1-0 and and I believe it's quite a quite a friendly rivalry but um, there was then a picture on social media that went around with them it was a road sign that had Mortimer and Burfield on it and someone had painted the score next to uh, each of the place names so there's a lovely bit of inter-village rivalry which frankly I'm all for anything to um to, to just stir up a little bit of mischief I'm all for it's a little <laughs> bit like in um in Sonning Rage where you have the, the I think you have the phantom knitter is it the phantom knitter or is it did someone someone goes around putting little bits of art up on things I, I think that's becoming a thing. Mm. I've, I've seen on various Facebook groups people crocheting yes. things and putting them on the top of post boxes and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, all that sort of thing. But also in Sonning, isn't there, isn't there someone who does little art? There was a post box on the side of the bridge and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's quite frequently stuff on the little roundabout as you come in to Sonning from the Caversham side. Yes, it's all a little bit, anything that just stirs up a little bit of interest and a little bit of intrigue, I'm all for. Um, So, uh, yeah, I just, it made me, that tickled me, that did. (laughs) Um, Lovely little bit of inter-village rivalry. Um, We'll see if we can get it on the the Real Reading Podcast social media uh, pages so people can have a little look at that as well. Um, Rach, it's time for the interview. Um, Oh, good. We'll be speaking to Dave Stewart. Um, so Dave will be up in just a minute. In the meantime, should we say goodbye, listener? Goodbye, listener. Goodbye, listener. The Big Interview
everybody. Uh, I would like to say a very warm welcome to Dave Stewart. Hello, Dave. Hello, Tom. How are you doing? I'm very well, Dave. This is your second time on our podcast. Um, you are, I think I described you in the main <laughs> podcast as our ukulele king. That uh, something like that. So, yeah, Reading's ukulele king. Yeah, I haven't forgotten. Yes. <laughs> Rachel did allude to the fact someone else did ukulele teaching within Reading. I'm not sure if that's allowed, but well, I, I don't, I don't know them. Uh, <laughs> do you have a strict no mentions policy? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave, we've we've got you on because um, one of your bands, uh, the Rocket Kings, have put a an album out. And I've been listening to it, and I quite like it as famously as a man who only likes three <laughs> bands. I've been listening to your album, and I really quite like it. It's um, it's the Rocket Kings, and it's called Everyday Adventures. Um, it's on Spotify. Can you buy it? We we had this discussion in the main podcast. Can you buy it in HMV? You can't buy an HMV, oh. but there are CD there are CDs available. But you'd, at the moment, you'd have to either go on Bandcamp or message just message the band directly. And the CDs and there, there's even going to be some very very limited different edition vinyl coming oh. out. Uh, and, and it's going to be a couple of months for before that, and it's and it's very limited edition because it's yeah. frankly you know uh, for a handful of people who are interested. <laughs> so um, let, let's uh, let, let's start at the very beginning. And the band Rocket Kings. Yep. Why have when did it happen? What 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 is the band? Yes, I formed in 2016. Um, uh, it was because uh, I'd written a load of songs um, to play with uh, Bex, who's a fellow member of the band, and we were just doing it for fun. Did some uh, recorded some songs. Well, we quite like these. Maybe maybe we should do something with them. Um, uh, so we kind of recorded some just kind of home demo kind of things, and then when I know we could play a gig. So I kind of went around things the, not the normal way, and I went and booked a gig and then thought, right, I've got a gig, I've got some songs, but I don't actually have a band. So, uh, <laughs> so then had to find a band and a name <clears throat> and managed to get, um, yeah, get a five-piece band together. So uh, myself and Bex and then uh, um, Jess, who wasn't in the band at the beginning but is now in the band, uh, she plays, so, so we all play ukulele and sing. And then I've uh, got uh, David who plays drums and Greg who plays bass put it together and we started gigging yeah so that was September 2016 and we've been going strong for that you know that's what five years we've just kind of kind of been we tend to play about you know maybe 10 or 12 gigs a year um and we put an EP out in 2018 um which is also on sort of all the major streaming platforms Spellbound EP um and then we uh and there and then we then we've recorded this album so and, and i must just say well before i forget that the the fact that you've said i really I, I i really quite like it i know that's quite high in terms of complimenting somebody <laughs> and their music from from coming from you i really quite like it i'm taking that as quite high <laughs> as, as someone who I, I mean i don't know how how high you should put that really because i'm, I'm not sure how how much i mean in the music world, my opinion matters. <laughs> as, uh... No, everybody's opinion matters. If if you like my band, then everybody's opinion Fair matters. Enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So, so Dave, talk, tell me about the album then. How did you how did you go about putting it together? What like are you are you doing this to make millions? 
is it one of those things like we just wanted to put an album out we wanted to say we've got an album right like does it has it ended up costing you money what's the story behind oh absolutely it? it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a fun kind of hobby kind of project which we just absolutely love doing yeah it costs a lot of money to uh record stuff properly if you see what i mean as opposed to doing sort of home i do a lot of home recording so i do a lot of demos and, and kind of stuff at home but actually to go into a studio and record is, is a very expensive kind of business but um we'd record well we'd record did this EP back in I say 2018 and then we sort of we didn't mean to record an album it sounds a bit odd but we didn't <laughs> we, we did it by accident um sort of we'd we'd recorded we we, we asked somebody to record do a um recording of a gig we were doing off the off the mixing desk so we'd have a live kind of recording of it but um for very without going, without going to the full detail some something technically went wrong with the recording so the guy guy doing it um al said uh, look do you want to um come into my studio i've got a recording studio come into my recording studio record a few songs and we'll kind of do them as live and that will kind of you know then you'll kind of have something and that'll kind of work well and by the time it took another year for us to actually sort of time to go and do that. So we started this in late 2018. By the time we went in the studio, we ended up going, actually, we could just record some drum tracks and some bass and then just start, you know, putting stuff together with no great intention of what we'd end up doing with it. And it just sort of snowballed from there. And then we, we spent you know, a year and a half recording it sort of in various kind of points in time and just going, well, actually, we want to do all the other songs we hadn't already recorded that we played. And then I started writing some more songs. So we put some more songs together and started recording a few of those. Um, and then we were on the, uh, you know, um, and we we found a guy called Josh McCryan over, uh, we recorded in uh, South Hill Park in Bracknell, um, got on brilliant, really brilliantly with him. And he, we just kind of clicked and, uh, and like finding somebody who, who produces and engineers and records who you get on with really, really well is really important. So we had a great relationship with him um, and we loved everything we did. So uh, really enjoyed it. And then we got to a point where it was all recorded. Um, we kind of think we'd done a first mix, but it wasn't quite quite ready. And then uh, the pandemic hit. So it would have come out last year. And then... Um, uh, and then we thought, well, thought, well, let's hang on and say, well, partly because partly because Josh couldn't get into the studio to finish off the mixing and the mastering, and then uh, and we thought, well, actually, we don't really want to put it out till we can gig again, so we can yeah. kind of be playing these songs kind of live. So we've kind of held on to it, but actually, you know, that gave us time to think about artwork, think about song orders, think about how we actually want to do it and whatever. But it fundamentally, if, if I, you know, the short that's, that's the long answer. The short answer to your question, we do it because it's a bit of fun. When you know, we we lose money off it, you know, but it's 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 you know it's. <laughs> It's kind of, I love doing it, but you know we all love doing it, and uh, it's it's fantastic to have a record of the quite quite lit, just pun in, pun intended, not intended, but now intended a record of what we uh, of what yeah. we what we've done and what we do, and so it, and it's great to be able to go and play gigs and be able to go look actually look here's you go you go on on Spotify or whatever or have a CD yeah. and go and listen to the songs as well, so uh, um, which is great fun, you know. Where, so as as the songwriter then where where does some of the inspiration come from i feel like that's a song that a, mu a, a question that a music journalist would ask where do you get your inspiration from though? the song space camp where uh, where's the inspiration well i can tell you exactly where space camp so things come from different areas so space camp comes from so bex in the band so she uh she went to space camp in america uh, on a on a school trip right. back in i think it was 2015 um, she went on the, and, and effectively, that's the same, that's at NASA, so that's the actual training you go and do to be an astronaut. And, and you know, obviously, that's an amazing thing to do. But uh, so I then sat down, I thought, I'm going to write a song about this. And so I sat down and uh, kind of uh, 
kind of uh, I ended up I think writing in my I've kind of got a little notebook and I ended up just writing it writing down all uh, I talked to her about it and tell me all the things she'd done just write all the things related to space and space camp and stuff <laughs> and then just try to put stuff together and uh, and it became this song uh, space camp um, um, which is great that it's based on some you know something that actually happened which isn't the case with everything that I do but you know, normally most things have some some kind of trigger um but it may just be a little trigger where a space camp really is based around something that actually happened, which is sort of ironic if you look at some of the songs and, and that's sort of maybe one from a, a content point of view that's slightly uh, different to some of the other ones where actually that one, you know, I didn't just make that up. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was based on, you know, uh, stuff that happened about, you know, um, weightlessness, weightlessness and centrifugal forces and all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> Did you do you have a favourite? Um, I have a few. Prob- uh, well, my uh, off the album probably Rendezvous, which is the which is the become the band's sort of favourite one, which we made a video for. But uh, I have a soft spot for for well, pretty much all of them. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think I go through little phases. Um, the band the band all know that uh, one of my favourites is uh, Atlantic Dreams, which was actually off our previous EP. So uh, um, they always tell me that perhaps we should uh, not necessarily play it at every gig, and I say, no, nah, no, nah, it's going to get played at every gig. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, and and stuff changes a little bit over time. And uh, but uh, yeah, I kind I kind of like them all really. But yeah, they goes goes through little phases. I think so. Just to um, just to round things off nicely, tell me about the artwork. Ah, so, so the artworks artworks always becomes a, a challenge in the fact that you want something interesting, but uh, it's you know it's very difficult to just sit down and go right. What do I want? On, what do we want on the artwork? But um, I think, and we'd spent a little while, and then Bex had taken this picture of a house in Oxford, in the outskirts of Oxford, in uh, Headington, which has the shark through the roof, <laughs> and and that was a few years ago, and. Uh, and uh, so at some point we were just talking about stuff and went, wow, that would be a great bit of artwork. And I think it was probably around the same time we were trying to work, decide what the album was going to be called. Um, and um, we'd spent a long time trying to think of the album name. And uh, and um, we came up with this Everyday Adventures and thought, how how nice to have something that's sort of very much not the norm with an Everyday Adventures kind <clears> of name. Um, and so, yeah, so we found, uh, so, so this picture um, of the, the shark in the roof, it's quite a famous kind of thing. I've, I've got to confess, I've personally never seen it. I must not go and have either. a look. I must go and have a look, but it's kind of a well-known landmark. It's been there for, I think it was the late 80s. I think it was... Um, uh, it, it was put up there um, and then we just kind of went yeah let, let's kind of go with that um, and the irony of course is the fact um, on the that picture on there the only thing that's not had any photoshop or anything touched up on it at all is the shark so the the, the sky is kind of obviously being <laughs> yeah. changed the, ha- the ha- but even the house and a bit of the sort of trees and stuff around have had little bits and bobs the yeah. shark is exactly as it looks in real life um and then we sort of decided well let's ca- quite like carrying on the theme so the back of the cd's got kind of uh the sky and the sea and it's got a little shark fin and kind of stuff as well so uh um yeah we just kind of liked how it ended up looking you try a few things we tried out a few things and uh and it and it's hit it's you know and it's a few people have picked up on it um that was on uh uh, I, I did a little thing on uh, BBC Radio Solent uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, uh, and the first thing they picked up was, "Well, I love the artwork. Tell me about it." <laughs> and they didn't know about the shot. They didn't know oh, okay. about the house either. So okay. it was kind of interesting. So uh, yeah, it, for, for people that don't know, it's an interesting thing that it's actually real. 
think yeah absolutely so. you yeah, know he so the guy i talked to there just went so who came up with the great photoshop idea and i went <laughs> it's, it, it's real <laughs> that's fantastic um dave just to just to sort of finish off obviously i'll give you just a chance to to plug plug your work uh in a minute but where if people want to have a listen where can they find it it's everyday adventures by the rocket kings where can they go to it find is. it so you can go onto any every single um streaming platform whether that be spotify apple amazon deezer and i think there's about 30 or 40 that it goes kind of kind of out to um facebook page is uh just rocket kings so go and find us on on rocket kings and you'll find all the links there we've also got a youtube channel so there's a a video uh we made for rock for rendezvous that came out about a month ago and there's another video coming out um uh probably later this week which actually was filmed all around reading um so has lots of local reading mm. spots so that's coming out for the and that's for the song green zone and that's coming out um uh sometime this week um so that's on our youtube channel and then we got twitter and instagram and, and everything as well and uh, and i say but if you're interested in a, a a physical copy then uh just message the band uh, or i say Bandcamp. i think you can get them directly from there as well and Dave, just to just to finally finish off, um, obviously you teach ukulele as a business. Um, just if anybody wants to learn the ukulele, perhaps join one of your one of your several bands. Where can they go to find out a bit more about your work? Uh, best thing would be so the the other sort of things that I do are I run um, uh, lead a lead a group as you know Tom called the Small Strings, uh, who are based in Reading, play lots of kind of gigs at festivals and, and various kind of events. So we have a website just called thesmallstrings.com. Um, where you can find all sorts of stuff on there and you can also contact me through there as well I also have um, a group for the over 60s called Tea and Jam uh, which is part of uh, Ready Pop um, um, and then uh, I teach one-to-one kind of uh, adults children other stuff in school so anything you want to do about ukulele so either go through the small string site find me on facebook or uh, or dave uke at outlook.com is my email address so uh, I'll make that nice and easy dave uke at outlook.com Dave, thanks very much for coming on the podcast today. You very kindly uh, allowed us copyright uh, privileges to play out one of your songs. Which one shall we play? Uh, thanks very much for having us, all, having me on, Tom. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, and uh, well, I think we ought to play uh, Space Camp uh, by Rocket Kings as we've talked about it. So yeah, this uh, this is Space Camp. <laughs> Yeah.
Patrol Administrator Oh, we're going to Space Camp Dr. Verna Originator Oh, we're going to Space Camp listening to the real reading podcast <laughs>